It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. And good afternoon, Tegan Whitco filling in for Rob Carney on the Heartland at Noon. It's 800 CHAB, Tuesday, December 14th. Coming up on the show today, we'll dive into budget deliberations. Sean Slatt was in attendance at City Hall last night. the latest for us, particularly on Mosaic Place. And have you noticed the cost of groceries going up? You're not the only one. But how does this impact local restaurants? We'll hear from one John Eatrides from the Mad Greek and get his thoughts on the show today. And a big step in the right direction after a bill was recently passed banning conversion therapy here in Canada. We'll hear more from Taylor Carlson from Moose Jaw Pride on the show today. Local weather mild today, but snow and cooler weather is coming. It's going to feel like December in Saskatchewan pretty soon here, settling into more normal December weather after today. So if you've been wanting to build Frosty or head to the Toboggan Hill, there's some good news because snow is also in the forecast. Local sports, Warriors and Blades tonight, 7 o'clock in downtown Moose Jaw, 2 for Tuesday at Mosaic Place, which means discounted tickets and concession items. By the way, during the Heartland at noon today, you also have a chance to win some free Moose Jaw Warrior tickets. The way we're going to do this, we're asking for you to send us a message on the Moose Jaw RV and Marine Classic Connection. Send it right now, and we'll make the draw before 1 o'clock. That number to send us a text to, 306-693-8000. First, local sports. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Just kidding. We're going to start with your local news. Discover Moose Jaw news for the Moose Jaw Warriors. The 16-game season ticket package makes the perfect gift. Buy before December 24th to get the New Year's Eve game bonus. Available at the Warriors office and sasktix.ca. Good afternoon. I'm Haley Shirky. The city is looking to transform the Murals Management Committee to become a public art committee. Currently, the only member of the Murals Committee is the City Council representative. Director of Parks and Recreation Derek Blay said public art is becoming more popular. Uh, Over the past year, we've received a a few different public art-related requests, um, and the implementation of a policy would assist us in providing a consistent approach when it comes to the acquisition placement, and placement of public art. The proposal is expected to come back to City Council for final approval in late January or early February. Are you looking to get rid of some old sports gear? Scott Osmachenko, the Recreation Services Manager for the City, said the sports equipment vault is a great way to give something to the community. So if anybody has any used or just outgrown uh, sports equipment in their closet or in their garage that they maybe don't have a use to that they want to recycle for those who might need new skates or new sports um, equipment, just they can grab those. Um, we have donation boxes at the Kinson Sportsplex or the Playmore Palace. All donations of used sports gear will be given to people who may not be able to afford it or new residents joining the community. To find out more, visit discovermoosejaw.com. A trio of southwestern Saskatchewan communities will be receiving a significant upgrade to their internet within two years' time. SaskTel announced that Gull Lake, Gravelberg, and Assiniboia were included in the fourth phase of their rural fiber initiative. Greg Jacobs is the external communications manager with SaskTel and shared some insight into how the Crown Corporation picked this batch of 24 communities for the fourth phase. There are a number of factors that come into play when deciding uh, what communities we need to upgrade the infrastructure in. Um, Population is one of the key factors. Economic activity is another one. Uh, Another factor, though, is the composition of the network in that community. Construction in these communities is slated to begin in 2022, with the fibre network expected to be up and rolling by the end of 2023. City Council passed Mosaic Place's 2022 budget and capital cost plan on Monday night as part of budget deliberations. The five-year capital plan comes with a $1.57 million price tag, with $220,000 being spent in 2022. Mosaic Place General Manager Ryan McIver said $37,000 will go towards updating their website. Currently, um, it's outdated, it's difficult to maintain, it's cumbersome for customers to use, but also for staff to use. 
Meanwhile, Mosaic Place's budget includes a $935,000 subsidy from the city. The outdoor rinks around the city are hoping to be flooded this month for people to enjoy during the holidays. So in normal years, we always look for getting the rinks ready before the Christmas season. So when the kids get out of school, they have some time. So that's kind of always our goal is to have them ready that week before the Christmas season. And we are still planning to to meet the date with some cooperation from, uh, again, the weather. That was Scott Osmachenko, the Recreation Services Manager for the city. He also says that skating outdoors isn't the only option. Due to extra funding, the Kinsman Sportsplex and the Wally Bushuk Arena are offering more indoor skate times, and some are free. Head to discovermoosejaw.com for more information. Motorists are being advised that the intersection of Fairford Street East and First Avenue Northeast will be closed to traffic today. The closure is needed to repair a manhole cover. Traffic restrictions and detours will be in place during the closure. The repairs are scheduled to wrap up and the road to reopen by 4 p.m. tomorrow. No new deaths were reported yesterday in relation to COVID-19. There were 35 new positive cases and 79 recoveries. None of the new cases were found in the South Central Zone. Regina had 13 and Saskatoon had 9. 568 cases are considered active in the province. 110 people are being treated in hospital, 76 of them are receiving inpatient care, and 34 are in the ICU. One resident is being treated in Ontario and are not included in yesterday's case count. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients, for over 35 years. The TSX is down 97 points. The Dow Jones is down 191 points. The Nasdaq is down 282 points. And the Canadian dollar is down at 77.76 cents US. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. This afternoon's federal financial update isn't expected to include a long list of new spending measures. A senior economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives isn't expecting a lot of actual new policy from Finance Minister Chrystia Freeland, except a statement that the deficit is smaller. Toronto police say there is one person captured on neighbourhood surveillance video that they now consider a suspect in the murders of billionaires Barry and Honey Sherman four years ago. They admit the person may have been in the area for legitimate reasons and are asking for the person to come forward or for anyone who might recognize them to come forward. Officials in Haiti now report more than 50 people were killed when a truck carrying gasoline exploded in the city of Cap Haitian. The city's deputy mayor says more than 100 people were injured in the explosion that burned around 20 homes, and he expects the number of deaths to keep rising. The discovery of unmarked graves at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School in B.C. is Canada's news story of the year, as chosen by editors in newsrooms across the country. It was the choice of 38 editors in the annual Canadian Press Survey, compared with 31 votes for Canada's COVID-19 vaccine rollout, and 13 for climate change and severe weather in B.C. I'm Candace Dirksen. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. The Moose Jaw Warriors are preparing for a busy week as they have three games ahead of them. Tonight they play at home against the Saskatoon Blades, puck drop is at 7, and all of the action is on Country 100 with the voice of the Warriors, James Gallo. You can listen to Gallo at 6.40 with the pregame show. The Warriors then face Regina on their ice Friday night, and then they're back home to face the Pats once again at Mosaic Place on Saturday. The Toronto Maple Leafs are in Edmonton to take on the Oilers in NHL action tonight. The Oilers have lost five in a row, with four of those defeats coming at home. The Leafs have dropped their last two games on the road in three of their last five contests overall. The Vancouver Canucks are looking to make five straight wins under new coach Bruce Boudreau when they welcome Columbus tonight. The struggling Montreal Canadiens are in Pittsburgh to face the Penguins. The Habs are mired in a three-game losing skid and have won just twice in their last ten games. Also tonight, Ottawa visits Florida and Winnipeg hosts Buffalo. 
The Toronto Raptors closed their seven-game homestand last night. Toronto scored a season-high 70 points in the first half to beat Sacramento 124-101. to The Raptors have won back-to-back games in four of their last five games. And remember, we'd like your scores and local sports stories. Fill us in by email at sports at discovermoosejaw.com. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Mainly cloudy today, 30% chance of flurries this afternoon, and that fog is starting to dissipate a little bit for us, starting to clear up out there. It's breezy, though, and a high of zero. Chance of snow overnight. That wind is going to continue to gust to about 50 kilometers an hour this evening, dropping to minus 9. Tomorrow, snow will end near noon will be windy and the temperature will fall throughout the day to minus 15 by the afternoon the wind chill going to make it feel more like minus 26 for thursday mix of sun and cloud high minus 14 minus 20 with a chance of flurries on friday and saturday another chance of some flurries and a high of minus 11 temperatures around the region uh moose minus four regina minus five assiniboia gravelberg minus two rockland cornac minus four swift current minus seven Elbow minus five, Davidson Watrous minus four. Once again, Assiniboia is minus two, Regina is minus five, and with the wind southeast at 24 kilometers an hour and the relative humidity at 96%, it's minus four degrees here in Moose Jaw. Now taking a look at that road report. With My Addictions Clothing Boutique in Town and Country Mall, stop by and check out their great selection of fashions and accessories and enter to win a gift box with luxurious products worth over 300 bucks. Fairford Street and First Avenue Northwest. That intersection is closed today. They're doing some repair on a manhole cover. When it comes to your highways, now things are a little dicey in certain areas, particularly west of Moose Jaw along the number one, almost right through to Swift Current. The number two, uh, right up until Buffalo Pound there, they are reporting loose snow, winter conditions. uh, So take your time if you're going to be venturing out on the highway. Some pavement frost also reported on the number one highway. And in terms of your gas prices here, pretty much everyone reporting a buck 38.9, but you can find it as cheap as $1.36.9 within the city. Trying to figure out where the economy might go in the next six months is no small task these days. But we do know this. Prices are going up, and it's because we're doing well. BDC is tracking consumers, and they represent a huge portion of the economy, and it shows that we're sitting on a ton of cash right now after 18 months of being at home because COVID made it hard to go out for dinner or a concert and even harder to go on vacation. They say all that cash being unleashed in the recovery phase could fuel significant growth that might trigger inflationary demons leading to higher interest rates. So if consumers are the fuel, well then so are exporters. Saskatchewan always sees the $30 billion a year mark as a milestone for our exports. If we get there, well then we've arrived. And we hit that mark after only 10 months this year, so global demand is also a catalyst. And then there's housing. Nationally, starts are ahead of historical levels, but trailing demand. Another reason property values are rising, and that's making homeowners wealthier in the process. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Trade boring for bowling at South Hill Bowling Center. Party on with Rock and Glow Bowling all weekend. Book your Christmas parties now before the prime spots are filled. Fully licensed with automatic scoring. For reservations, call 693-0955. John's Music. Give the gift of music this Christmas. All types of instruments, lessons, even sound equipment for holiday gatherings. Christmas sounds great at John's Music in downtown Moose Jaw, 37 Main Street North. Fa-la-la-la-love, John's Music. Welcome back to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Tegan Whitco in for Rob Carney. Last night in City Hall, it was Mosaic Place's turn to plead their case and request finances from the city as budget deliberations continue. With more on this story, Discover Moose Jaws, Sean Slatt. Mosaic Place is looking at $220,000 next year in capital costs as it begins to deal with aging infrastructure and equipment. It was part of a $1.57 million five-year capital plan that was presented during budget deliberations on Monday night that was passed by City Council. Spectre Venue Management budgeted $37,100 to upgrade Mosaic Place's website. To explain, here's General Manager Ryan MacGyver. The website for Mosaic Place has not been updated uh, for since uh, 2011. Currently, um, it's outdated, it's difficult to maintain, it's cumbersome for customers to use, but also for staff to use. Um, in consultation with um, 
the um, IT department, um, Ryan and Wade, um, working through some of the discussions about advancements with um, the software, making it customers easier to find, etc. But also, um, we are finding, um, as I've already stated, the numerous facets of the website is outdated. Um, trying to buy tickets, uh, the, the links through, the, the, uh, the, the whole aspect is, is actually quite problematic. Uh, although it is somewhat functionable, um, it is very cumbersome. Um, the back end, in terms of the uh, CRM aspect of it, um, cannot be, can only be done uh, off of one computer and not um, remotely or off of others. So the back end uh, definitely has uh, technical aspects to it. So with this, um, we would work with the city IT uh, department, coordinate and assist where they would uh, help with us, uh, move this forward, and the website replacement, if it happens in 2022, then it would be added to the equipment reserve with a five-year life cycle. So in five years, uh, it would be replaced as part of the, uh, the process. So the estimated cost of this project is $37,100, inclusive PST, and that was uh, in collaboration uh, and expertise from the city. IT department. Mosaic Place will be looking to replace over 1,800 incandescent light bulbs with LEDs over the next three years. Next year, they plan to spend $64,700 on LED replacements with the potential to save $21,900 annually on their power bill. With food and beverage moving in-house, $42,400 is budgeted for replacing equipment, some that date back to the old Civic Center arena. MacGyver explains more. We've really, uh, and, and actually touching every unit and working through it because um, it's no longer a third-party uh, third contract operator. We've know there have been at startup and continue that there are a couple of or several items that are not in working order and has become problematic. Um, two of the keg units or machines at the facility are, are broken and are freezing. Um, the... Uh, the beverages on an ongoing basis, um, merchandising fr fridges are broken and co require constant uh, maintenance on them on an ongoing basis to, to ensure that they maintain um, temperature. And two stand-up freezers as well are, um, one is completely inoperable right now and the other one is, um, um, is intermittent as well. Further, the um, Several of the popcorn machines that are at the facility that came over from the crush can um, are eight ounce kettles and are not uh, able to maintain the quality um, and keep up with the popping of the popcorn. Um, so we are in the, in the process right now of renting um, two larger 32 ounce popcorn machines for us to ensure that we can maintain and keep a better product and quality. Um, this these project to um, replace these items would be, is, a, is approximately $42,000 for 100 inclusive PST. It is important to note that in 2022, the, as part of the equipment reserve, that the, um, the food and beverage aspect or items related to food and beverage will be uh, thoroughly uh, reviewed, as well as the assets from Compass that stayed with the facility will be added at that time. Deferred 2021 repairs are expected to cost $52,000 and $24,200 is earmarked for ticketing equipment. This is a simple transfer because Mosaic Place switched to the new ticketing system with Spectre purchasing the equipment even though it should have been a city expense. Finally planned for 2023 is $994,000 to install rigging steel into the rafters of the arena. This is something that was in the original blueprints for Mosaic Place, but was taken out to cut costs. Councillor Don Looning recalled those early conversations. I saw the blueprints for this facility way back in whatever year it was open, 2000 and whatever. When was it open? 2011. And uh, one of the first things that uh, was cut out of that building was the rigging steel and the catwalk. And I looked right at the people at the time and I said, that is the wrong answer for this facility. It should be included in the initial blueprints and snip, snip, it was cut out. And I have, you know, I have contacts still do in this industry as well, right? And, and I remember talking to some of those women and gentlemen about that and they said you guys are going to run into issues and it's interesting how this is now coming to roost and look at the price tag on it a million dollars and by the time it's done it'll probably be two million or 1.5 right so 
Um, you know, I you know I hate to go back on that whole discussion around this building, but you know there were things that I tried to throw into the mix at the time, and and uh, never got any credit for it. But anyways, um, it's it's unfortunate because that building needs it and needed it from the very beginning. Meanwhile, City Council passed Mosaic Place's budget, which is asking for a subsidy of $935,444 for its 2022 budget, an 8% increase from 2021. For Discover Moose Jaw News, I'm Sean Slott. The money Mosaic Place is receiving in this budget is just scratching the surface. Meetings will continue Wednesday nights, and you can follow along with the latest on discovermoosejaw.com. You've likely noticed the cost of just about everything is going up. When it comes to food costs, grocery prices, it's taking a toll on everyone, but not just you and me. What about the restaurant industry? The sector has already been hit pretty hard in the last two years. Up next, a conversation with John Iatridis from the Mad Greek here in Moose Jaw when the Heartland at Noon continues on CHAB. Get big yields and big rewards with CS2300 from Canterra Seeds, a Roundup-ready canola hybrid that has set the standard for yield and standability. Now get a $50 per bag instant reward on all purchases of CS2300 with no bundling or minimum purchase requirements. Just simple, straight-up savings. Reap the reward of this yield powerhouse. Visit Cantera.com to order CS2300 from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds! Gina Jewelry has a great selection of jewelry for everyone and every occasion, including custom-made pieces. Plus, they can fix and maintain your jewelry. They will even buy your old gold. Gina Jewelry International, 240 High Street West. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store knows that you enjoy nights of cards, games, and laughter. You gather with neighbors, family, and friends for eggnog lattes, cold beer, or a glass of Pinot Noir. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store is for the host, for the guest, for you. Stocked for the holiday season with competitive pricing, specials, and giveaways. Plus, every Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store purchase earns you equity and cash back membership benefits. Become a Moose Jaw Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. Starting a business can be a little overwhelming. You may be asking yourself, how will my customers find me? How will they feel about my products? Will they want to buy from me? Will they tell their friends about me? Understanding your customer's journey is the key to driving your business forward. Homefield can help. Let us build you an online presence you can be proud of. See how Homefield can work for you at myhomefield.ca. You're listening to 800 CHAB, along with us at the Musha and District Chamber of Commerce. Hi, it's Rob Clark. It really makes a difference for our community. Be sure to shop and support local this Christmas. Live, love, local. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Have you noticed your grocery bill is more expensive lately? It's not only impacting families and the food bank, it's definitely been noticed by local restaurant owners. Johnny Atreides is one of them, owner and operator of the Mad Greek in Moose Jaw. He shared a post detailing the struggles restaurants have been facing since the start of the pandemic. And it's not just necessarily getting patrons into seats, it's the major jump in the cost of the food they serve. But not just the food. John, have you noticed a jump in the price to bring in the items you need just to operate? For sure, we have in uh, in different products and packaging as well as another one that's huge for us in the restaurants too. So, ballpark, how much have you noticed the cost rise this year? Um, on, it really depends on some items. It could be just you know like ten uh, percent, um, but on some, believe it or not, I can tell you um, a year ago, canola oil. We would, which I mean, is just for cooking. Like, it's not even actual food that, you know, it's to cook the product that we're serving. I was buying a uh, jib of canola oil for twenty two fifty, and right now I'm paying forty one sixty nine for it. And then things like uh, chicken wings have, believe it or not, uh, some have actually, they I, I want to say they've gone up to three times the cost. So back in the day, John, I remember where they would have like 80 cent wing nights. Um, that's likely the reason why we don't see those deals anymore, hey? Well, you're younger than me, Tegan, because you have you saw 80 cent wing nights. I remember when it was like five cent wing nights. And so that just shows my age. But hey, uh, 
I remember actually, you know, my father told me about, I remember 25 years ago we were selling, he was at our restaurant on the highway we had, and he, he was floored because he said when they, you know, back in the day in the 60s and 70s when they first started the restaurants, they would throw the wings out. They were considered kind of like, you know, kind of like you cut the end off of uh, celery. Basically the same idea was garbage. And so when he saw people selling them and that they wanted them, he was quite surprised. But yeah, that's, uh, if you can, I just saw an ad yesterday uh, that it was a place that does wings regularly on Wednesday nights. And their their ad said, you know, forget about wings. It's $8 burger night. And that comes down to the fact that they've just gotten so expensive. Is it primarily the meat items, like the, the meat products that are going up in price? Or are you seeing this right across the board? I know you said uh, canola oil was another one, but is it primarily meat or is it everything? Uh, it's right across the board. It's it's just about being able to get it more than it is, you know, uh, not even necessarily a shortage on anything. You know, COVID's done it, obviously, broken, broken the chain and broken the belt, I guess you could say. And so getting the product and when I talk to my suppliers they basically tell me it's not that there isn't this it might be you know factory that was making it might have laid off a bunch of workers they might be only producing half of what they normally did or it's really you know I can tell you produce right now uh, it's the time of year that it does usually go up a little bit but it's gone up tomatoes for example I think I'm paying 30 percent more right now than we normally do. So as a result of these price increases and the rising costs, have you had to adjust anything on your menu? You try not to. You, you know, like you, I, I'm lucky. I'm a really good supplier. I've been really close to since day one that we opened our main supplier. And they, you know, they'll tell you, hey, you know, ride this out if you can for a bit. Or, um, yeah, stuff has to go up. And they've been telling us to ride, ride it out, which hopefully means things will go down but some places I don't know if you've noticed you go and this is a real key because the big drivers are obviously the chains and the you know not so much the small restaurants like us Um, but I've really noticed a lot of these big chains have their menus might have gone from you know eight pages to four pages or uh, even for fast food not to name names, but some of the biggest franchises that had all these fancy burgers and stuff, well, you go to their menu, their menu board and all of a sudden those burgers are no longer there. They're back to their basic burgers they had, you know, 20 years ago. So you mentioned that your supplier here said just to ride this out, um, and they, they've continued to tell you that. Do you, as a business owner, anticipate this trend to continue in the coming months? Do you think it'll take years? What's your sense? I, I mean, I want to be positive. I'd love to see everything go back to to normal, but as long as COVID's an issue, I I guess you could say I don't trust anything. Um, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. But yeah, at some point it's got to, you know, it it's, it gets passed off. It's like anything; it gets passed off onto the next person, and that's you know you don't want to be doing that to your customers. And quite honestly, your supplier cringes when he's passing it off onto you. So, I don't know. It, it'd be great to see. I I know we're a long way from this, but if we saw more things produced and done in our own country, um, but that you know, obviously that's uh, a little more expensive to do. But ideally, I think that's what would be best. And and you mentioned obviously you've been trying to keep the menu items the same for your customers. You know they they've come to know and love the items that you offer on your menu. Have you noticed any people adjusting what they are ordering as a result of of prices? Not really. I I think when like in a business like ours we have our regulars, and I quite honestly, if they're going to order something and if it's going to cost them a dollar more, two dollars more, they're happy to pay it I they know that you're doing your best and they know you're not you know and it's it goes farther than the food right it's not just about the food cost um, it's tough for us because we want to you know our employees you want to take care of your employees make sure you're paying them well not just you know you want to make sure that they're happy to be with you and personally I can't stand having to train people over and over again. So I do my best. If I get a good employee, I do my best to take care of them as best as I can. And, um, 
Yeah, so I think they understand those employees, whether it's getting benefits, whether it's a good wage or whatever, they understand that it's staying in-house. And when they see you spending that, I think they're okay with spending an extra dollar or two. Well, retention is a great business model, that's for sure. For sure. So I guess um, I don't really have a ton of other questions for you, but the one that I, I am kind of curious about myself here, John, have you noticed a decrease in the number of patrons utilizing your establishments? Or is it because you're a local business, you continue to see support from the community? You want know Moose Jaw is really, really good for that. I hear, I hear horror stories about restaurants closing and just small businesses in general because of COVID. And Moose Jaw has been really good for people supporting and you know not only like by locally I mean just from everything not just restaurants um so we've been okay we've done you know we've been more than fine and you know friends of mine in the restaurant industry have told me the same but it is you know I've also heard that Saskatchewan like my (laughs) my supplier said to me just yesterday COVID's non-existent in Saskatchewan you know and he was laughing about it and not not that it's not here, but he was basically just saying that, you know, they've been, you know, dealing with customers where they they haven't, you know, seen a big fall in sales or anything. So, Well, that's always nice to hear. <laughs> For sure. Well, and, you know, from what I heard and the more I read is uh, we're as far not that it's a great situation for anyone right now, but as far as the country goes, that we're doing better than most spots in the country. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there anything else um, we should cover today, John? I don't think so. I think just being patient and, I mean, you know, being open-minded. It's, you know, uh, talking to anyone you can to help things like this. I know for me, I I talk to our MPs a lot, and they're really good guys, and they're really open, like, to communicate with and, you know, suppliers on my end and for other people their businesses just doing what you can to try and you know um, to have a voice around here because I think being where we are uh, sometimes we get forgotten about as far as our country I think the majority of decisions and things in our country seem to come from things out east so it's good to be vocal and to uh, more most importantly to be supportive of each other out here and keep it local right absolutely yeah even if it costs you a little more. I can tell you, we uh, same thing. We're doing, uh, let's say we do a renovation. Uh, we're going to pay a little more to do, I don't know, if I'm doing a, a bathroom rental, we're going to pay a little more and have somebody local do it than to save a little bit of money and go to somebody from out of town. That was John Yatridi's owner and operator of the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw. A reminder to shop local and eat local. We'll take a short time out and be right back with Taylor Carlson, the executive director of Moose Jaw Pride, and we'll get their thoughts on Bill C-4, a bill that was just passed, banning the practice of conversion therapy. This is the Heartland at Noon on CHAB. It's magic and memories, wonders and wishes, and when it touches your heart, it feels like Christmas. Hello, this is Greg Lawrence, your MLA for Moose Jaw Wakma. Together with my children and grandchildren, we wish that your family and home will be blessed with the joyful spirit of Christmas. Have a safe and happy new year. May the spirit of Christmas shine brightly in your hearts throughout the season and in the year to come. As you walk the road, may you always have a kind word for those you meet. Merry Christmas and a happy new year from the staff and management at L&I Electric. He played his fiddle on busy street corners every Christmas and people would stop to listen and smile and put change and bills in the violin case at his feet. No one ever saw him other than at Christmas, but that wasn't strange for vagabonds always came and went in the heart of every city. But his music was sweet and lilting and his violin case was always overflowing with money. But sooner or later, each day would come a different person, downcast and seemingly alone, poor in spirit and position, and to this person, when no one was looking, he would give his wealth of the day with a gentle touch and a gentler smile. Some say he was an angel, perhaps, but who he was doesn't matter. What he was does. For the spirit of Christmas is found intermingled with the spirit of men, and goodwill and fellowship are the very authors of generosity and hope. 
I'm Gip Forster. Have a Merry Christmas. Discover Moostraw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Today, mainly cloudy, a small chance of flurries around noon while the fog lightens up, a bit of light wind, and a high of zero. Tonight, cloudy with a 60% chance of snow overnight. Wind from the northwest gusting 250 this evening, a low of minus 9, a wind chill of minus 7 in the evening, and minus 18 overnight. Tomorrow, the snow will end near noon, and then it'll clear up. Wind from the northwest gusting up to 50, temperature falling to minus 15 degrees in the afternoon, wind chill of minus 18 in the morning, and minus 26 in the afternoon. Then tomorrow night, some clouds and a low of minus 22. Thursday, a mix of sun and clouds, a high of minus 14. Thursday night, cloudy with a 60% chance of flurries, low of minus 20. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud with a 60% chance of flurries, a high of minus 20. Friday night, clear with a low of minus 24. Saturday, a mix of sun and clouds with a 30% chance of flurries, a high of minus 11. Saturday night, cloudy with a 40% chance of flurries, low of minus 16. For complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Catherine Ludwig. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Welcome back. It's Tegan Whitco in for Rob Carney on The Heartland at Noon. Bill C-4, banning the practice of conversion therapy, is now the law. It passed through the House of Commons in early December, was unanimously passed through the Senate on December the 6th, and then the bill received royal assent just two days later. With more on what that means for Mushra's LGBTQ plus community, here's Sean Slatt with Taylor Carlson, the executive director of Mushra Pride. First of all, Taylor, um, conversion therapy is obviously a very harmful practice. Uh, just to kind of start off, can you just tell us a little bit about the effects of conversion therapy that it has on the LGBTQ plus community? Conversion therapy is um, a practice that's been long discredited and prohibited by all governing bodies of medicine and therapy and psychiatry um, in Canada and uh, most of Europe that um, profoundly harmed and harm people and families, right? Uh, 2SLGBTQ plus people um, who've been subjected to conversion therapy um, one, the predetermined outcome of, of such a practice isn't something that's like reachable. Um, and two, um, they experience lifelong shame and stigma and uh, an increased and disproportionate prevalence of suicide um, and a whole host of other harms that come with uh, shame and alienation and, and losing connection to one's community and family and faith community. So the outcomes uh, were very negative for a lot of people and their families. No. And so now having Bill C-4 passed, what does this mean for LGBTQ plus people? Well, it's a moment of celebration, I think, for uh, a, a lot of 2SLGBTQ people and families uh, all across Canada to know that uh, our legislature, that the House of Commons and the Senate had passed this legislation and added the practice of conversion therapy to the criminal code um, and made it a criminal offense. So there's a lot to celebrate in that, um, and particularly and unfortunately uh, for victims of that practice and, and their families as well. You know, passing the law is, is great. Um, it, it, it means that folks are going to be aware of, of, of that action, of, of, of conversion therapy and that folks um, and social workers and police and uh, prosecutors will feel empowered to um, address conversion therapy when they see it and when those reports are made. Um, but at the same time, um, a lot of victims and families um, are still struggling with, with the results of decades of that practice um, being performed right here in Moose Jaw, right? Like, the, the website's still up because um, the, the law is not official for 30, for 30 more days. But, um, yeah, so there's a lot of victims that um, I'm sure they're celebrating, but they're also looking to the federal government um, to, pro- to begin providing some support to support those victims who've, who've undergone that. 
No, for sure. I can imagine there's probably some that feel that like this may have come a little too late. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, this was the third time that this bill had made, uh, had passed everything. Um, but it's the very first time um, uh, uh, that it's passed without an election being called or a pandemic uh, uh, coming our way. And so now it's received a royal assent, and uh, that's great. To SLGBTQ people and families here in Moose Jaw and across the Saskatchewan, they're, they're very keenly aware um, and disappointed to know that 13 of the 14 uh, members of parliament representing people and families in Saskatchewan did vote against this bill in its earlier form when the vote was being uh, recorded for public record. And, and, and so that's something that's a little disheartening for those folks, but they are very happy, of course, that it is now past all the turtles and that that practice won't be publicly uh, performed any longer. No, for sure. And as you kind of mentioned, this uh, bill has failed to pass a couple of times. Um, but the fact that this bill was passed unanimously, uh, what was your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I, I think I think that it's great that it is passed I and mean, it's received royal assent, and um, it will become the law of the land across Canada, and that's that's awesome. Um, but uh, you know, politics are politics, and uh, like I said, uh, the last uh, version of the bill, um, even though the bill, the bill passed. 13 of 14 Saskatchewan MPs did vote against that bill uh, in a recorded vote. Uh, this time around, um, folks who were against the bill uh, didn't have to vote at all because there was an agreement struck between political parties to pass the bill unanimously, right? And so I understand why folks might not want to state their position publicly um, because it's politics, right? But it's still a really important for people to know, you know, how our elected representatives feel about any particular issue at any given time. I guess just kind of finally, um, do you feel that at all that this is a step forward towards acceptance of the LGBT community and people? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Something that I think by all rights um, already existed in the criminal code and should have been, it should have already been prohibited by what existed in the criminal code uh, as far as um, child abuse goes that it wasn't being prohibited because it was a queer issue, it was, it, that's a really scary thing for 2SLGBTQ plus people, that uh, the government uh, has said, uh, yes, this actually does constitute, constitute abuse, and here's a whole bunch of language for that uh, in our criminal code that explains it really well for social workers and police and prosecutors. That's awesome. That means uh, progress. Right. Um, 2SLGBTQ people and families now um, are being protected from abuse. So I'm happy for that. Discover Moose Jaw's Sean Slatt, along with the executive director of Moose Jaw Pride, on the recent passing of Bill C-4, banning conversion therapy in the country. For more on this story, visit us online at discovermoosejaw.com. We'll take a time out and be right back with more on the Heartland at Noon on CHAB. How much would you pay for a beer at your favorite pub? glass of wine at dinner your favorite drink at the club seven dollars nine dollars time in prison while alcohol is a regular choice for eight out of ten canadians every glass comes with a risk canada has some of the strictest laws and penalties for driving while under the influence and the consequences can be much worse than incarceration please drink responsibly this message has been brought to you by 800 chab 800 CHAB, connecting the community. I'm Sharon Church. Shop and support local Saskatchewan artists with Gallery on the Grid. Here's Brittany with more details. Gallery on the Grid is a Christmas pop-up and it is handmade goods made by Saskatchewan residents. We have potters, card makers, fiber and fabric artists, macrame, painters, soap makers, and just so much more. We're located in Odessa, which is a small town outside Regina. This pop-up now will be open till Christmas. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Moose Jaw Truck Shop, your number one diesel truck repair experts. Visit Moose Jaw Truck Shop on Facebook for more information. Beachcomber Hot Tubs, 270 Caribou Street West in Moose Jaw. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. This time of year, many wild animals are on the move, and their travels may take them across roads and highways. In 2019, there were over 16,000 collisions between vehicles and wildlife in Saskatchewan. These incidents cost over $80 million in damages. 
and caused 358 injuries and one death. Animals on or near roads may act unpredictably, so when you're driving, watch out for wildlife. Brought to you by the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation, swf.sk.ca. Rotate your canola's traits, not your seed company. CS4000LL from Cantera Seeds is a high-yielding Liberty Link canola hybrid featuring club root and black leg resistance with excellent straight-cut performance. CS4000LL joins Cantera Seeds' full lineup of herbicide-tolerant and disease-resistant canola hybrids to give you the options you want with the performance you need. One seed company for your full rotation. Visit Cantera.com to order CS4000LL from your preferred retailer today. Give a little love this holiday season to Jim Pattison Children's Hospital Foundation. Shop the Making Spirits Bright catalog at pattisonchildrens.ca. Your gift of equipment, programs, and resources can help relieve chronic pain, ease anxiety, support indigenous birth practices, and more. And there's more love when your gift is matched by Thrive Wealth Management. Your gift of love can change lives, and that's a good feeling. Give a little love today at pattisonchildrens.ca, Saskatchewan's only dedicated children's hospital, supporting our kids, moms, and families. Welcome back to the Heartland at noon on 800 CHAB. Tegan Whitco in for Rob Carney. As campaigns like food and toy drives are evident this time of year, what about the folks over at Riverside Mission and Souls Harbor here in Moose Jaw? They just wrapped up their own 50-50 campaign to raise money for that new facility they're looking to build in downtown Moose Jaw. Discover Moose Jaw's Haley Shirky had a chance to find out what they need heading into the holidays. It's the season of giving. I talked to Joe Miller, Executive Director of Souls Harbor and Riverside Mission, about what is most needed at Riverside Mission this holiday season. Yeah, so my first question is, what are some of the most needed items for the holiday season at Riverside Mission? Um, It's really what we need every year right now is we need turkeys, we need hams, and uh, or ground beef. Uh, We'll use beef. It's not so much, the beef isn't so much for uh, traditional Christmas meals, but it's something that we use regularly. But if you're thinking of specific Christmas items, it's turkeys, it's hams, it's vegetables like uh, carrots, uh, potatoes. So, you know, we can do mashed potatoes and and that kind of stuff. Uh, So there's some basic needs, uh, that tangible things that people can bring. We also have uh, Christmas stockings. We've been doing this for years at Souls Harbor, and then we've been doing it for the last couple of years with Riverside as well. So basically what we do is we get people to buy a pair of socks, and then you take one sock, you roll it up, and you stuff it inside the other sock, and then you fill the sock up with little things like uh, chocolates, maybe a $5 Tim's card, uh, toothpaste, toothbrush, um, hand warmers, uh, a cheap pair of mitts, bus tickets, small items like that. So they kind of get a stocking, but it's actually a pair of socks with stuff in, in the socks. So those are some ideas for uh, December for Riverside Mission for Christmas. And so do you kind of always hold a supper at this time every year? Well, we do a community meal every year, and so it's the 22nd this year, December 22nd. We do three community meals um, every year. So that's uh, Easter, Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. So obviously we're at Christmas now. But we also do other Christmas meals throughout the month of December. We have a big community meal, but every day we try and, and, and do a healthy, nutritious Christmas-type meal. Uh, throughout the month of December. So people can sponsor a meal uh, just for the month of December. And I think, to be honest, I think all, all of December is full. I'm not sure. It would be very close. I, I don't have a calendar in front of me. Um, but that's an option, too. If you have a business or a church or just a, a family, they can do individual meals. I think they're about $500 to do a meal. Um, for one evening, and, and that would be something like uh, turkey or, again, ham or maybe a Ukrainian meal. I think they're offering that as well, which is like sausage, pierogies, that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, awesome. So is that just for the month of December, or can people sponsor meals anytime? They can do anytime. It's just we have those kind of uh, traditional-type 
Christmassy meals in December. But people can sponsor a meal any time of year. Okay, awesome. And so what are some ways that people can donate? So obviously food items that we talked about. Uh, and then there's uh, cash. I mean, finances are, are always appreciated. Money is always appreciated. The way, simplest way to do that is online. Go to www.shrmsk.com, which is our website. And uh, you can click on the Donate Now button, and then you can designate it towards Riverside and leave a comment in the comment section if you want as well. So those are the two easiest. You can walk in uh, at, at Riverside as well, um, you know, 36 and 4042 Manitoba Street uh, locations, either of those, and they'll make sure that uh, they'll be able to take your donation that way as well, or you can call in. 306-543-0011, make a credit card, donate the phone. I'd like to say, uh, you know, come on down and volunteer, but we're still you know, stuck in the middle of COVID, right? And so we're quite selective on uh, who's coming in. So uh, one of the requirements is for all of our volunteers to be doubly vaccinated. That's a requirement for all of my staff as well. And so we'll just... You know, with doing the meals in a takeout style, uh, we miss the fact that we can't do the dining room. We can't have that fellowship where you sit down over a cup of coffee, have a meal and, you know, conversation, uh, you know, that kind of thing. We still have to do them takeout style. And so we don't need as many volunteers. But normally, uh, if we can find normal again, hopefully soon, uh, we would ask for volunteers as well at this time of year. Absolutely. Well, you kind of answered my next question, which was um, if you are looking for volunteers, but that definitely makes sense. And I agree with you. I hope that soon we can all get back <laughs> together and start hanging out again. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And so does the mission get pretty busy during this time of year? Would you say extra busy or about the same as kind of always? Extra busy. Uh, our most busiest time is the month of December. Our most busiest fiscal quarter would be October, November, December. So uh, the reality is yeah, this is a crazy time for us, but it's a good crazy. And then as soon as we're past Christmas, we hit January, everything goes stone cold dead. Like it's just dead. Donations stop. People disappear. Christmas is done. Everybody's stuck in the, you know, the doldrums of winter unless they're flying away to Mexico or something. But very busy time, December especially, busiest month of the year, and then followed by probably the slowest month of the year, which would be January. All right, good to know. Well, that was all the questions that I had today, Joe. Is there anything else that you would like to add that I might have missed? Just, uh, you know, we're still trying to raise funds for the new building in Musta. Uh, again, people can, you know, if they want to support that, go to the yeah. website, um, shrmsk.com. Uh, there's updates there on where we're at with the Moose Jaw project, the new building project, and they can hit the Donate Now button, and then it gives you an actual option. There's a box there that says, uh, you know, um, designate this. I designate this donation towards the Moose Jaw building project, so they just click that, and their donation will go towards the building campaign. Well, you guys make it pretty easy then, don't you? We try. We try hard. <laughs> All right. We recommend that most of the stuff that we do, uh, the services and the programming we do, we really, you know, uh, I, I used to always say, and I still say it, volunteers are our backbone. And, you know, without the financial support of the community, we, we couldn't offer all the things we do. It wouldn't be possible. That was Discover Moose Jaw's Haley Shirky with the executive director of Riverside Mission and Souls Harbor in Moose Jaw, Joe Miller. In addition to this being the season of giving, it's also the time of year to deck the halls and the trees. Waccamau's Winter Wonderland of Lights is underway. More on that when we come back. It's the Heartland at Noon on CHAB. For over 20 years, the CP Holiday Train and the spirit of giving have been strong in Moose Jaw. Let's continue the tradition to say goodbye to hunger. Your $10 donation at the Moose Jaw Co-op Food Store at Avonlea Home Center will be delivered to the Moose Jaw District Food Bank to support those in need for the holiday season and 
well into the new year. Final day to purchase your food bag donation is December 16th. Enjoy the CP Virtual Holiday Train on December 18th. Goodbye to hunger from the Moose Jaw District Food Bank, CP Holiday Train, Moose Jaw Co-op, and Golden West. Thank you for your support. Welcome back to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. I'm Tegan Whitco in for Rob Carney today. December 6th through the 31st, Waccamaw Winter Wonderland Valley of Lights will be operational with over 100,000 lights strung through the valley. It'll be running from 5 until 9 each night, and the goal is not only to raise money for the valley, but to spread some holiday cheer as well. General Manager Todd Johnson joining us. Todd, tell us about just how much work has gone into this project. Yeah, so we started working on uh, this project um, probably about the middle of October, and uh, we're still working on it today. So as as we're rolling, we're adding lights and uh, making sure that all the like uh, electrical lights work and running cords to the lights. So uh, the job's still going, but um, we've accomplished about eighty trees and over a hundred thousand lights. Unbelievable. I can only imagine um, the painstaking process that you may have to go through, though, if just one of those little bulbs burns out, hey? Well, uh, that's part of the... We didn't go with extra long uh, light cords, actually, for that exact reason. So if a light string burns out, they're in four-foot length, so we can replace them fairly fast. So that's uh, one of the things we're hoping. Ah, proactive, not reactive. Right, Todd? (laughs) Try. We're trying. I'm sure there's going to be something that pops up that we didn't think about, but we're we're hoping that it's a great uh, great uh, month and and people come out and support for sure. Absolutely, and I mean this is something so nice that you can have. You can socially distance. You can go with your family. You can go multiple times over the holiday season. Uh, but I know last time we spoke with you, Todd, there was uh, a call out for sponsorships. Is that still the case? Definitely. We've had uh, one, uh, um, the South Hill Business Association has jumped on and they're our first sponsor, so we're really glad they're there. And um, we're working with one of the high schools, uh, Peacock Collegiate, with um, a sponsorship in doing uh, welding for some of uh, the projects that we have. But we're definitely looking for um, businesses that want to step up and, you know, have the same philosophy of supporting nature and supporting Waccamaw Valley and uh, and just choosing one of the many sponsorships that we have just to give back to the park at this time. For sure. Uh, where would people find uh, information on sponsorship sponsorship packages, pardon me? Definitely. Uh, we will be posting some, but they can definitely call the office and we'll just email those out right away. We've got pamphlets and, and letters, uh, so our, they're, they're definitely welcome to call the Walk Mile office. And Todd, ever since the beginning of the pandemic, it's been a bit of a challenge for any organization or authority to, you know, be able to hold fundraising events. This one works out so well, right? It's 10 bucks per vehicle. You can drive through, watch the displays. Um, so this is probably a pretty good feeling knowing that you're kind of getting back to business as usual and raising money for some projects in the park, right? Definitely. And uh, it's not just only uh, projects, but the general operations. Uh, COVID's been very hard on the park not being able to rent their campground full uh, to full capacity or even do any rental of uh, our other properties for weddings or anything else that we rent them for during the summer. With COVID, it's really uh, it's really been uh, bad for the Valley and we've lost a lot of revenue that we'd normally get, you know, with summer weddings and stuff. So, yeah, we're hoping that people come out and support the Valley for that reason, and, and uh, not only for the projects, but just for the general operations. We're really um, looking for people's support. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Todd Johnson, Waccamaw Valley, anything else you'd like to add? No, I just hope everyone comes out and uh, has a great time. This is uh, going to be a fantastic uh, family uh, time, and like you mentioned, we hope that they come back many times. Uh, it's super reasonable, just almost the price of a cup of coffee to drive through with your family, and Well, thank you so much for that. Todd Johnson, General Manager of Waccamaw Valley, discussing their Waccamaw Winter Wonderland Valley of Lights, operational until the end of the year, 5 to 9 each night. And all that admission goes towards the upkeep of the valley, so it stays right there in that section of the city. Well, that is it for my time with you today. We'll wrap up the show with another installment of the best of Carney's comments next. It's the Heartland at Noon on CHAB. Time now for the best of Carney's comments. Regrets? I've had a few. 
And I got a reminder of one of them yesterday when I stopped to talk to an old friend. He was proud to be with his grandson and showed me the box of vintage hockey cards he just got for him. They had never been touched. Mint condition they were, still in the original box. I told the boy he should put them away and bring them out in 25 years because they could be worth a lot of money. That's exactly what I told him, Grandpa said. When we were kids and collecting cards, we had no idea they'd be worth big money in the future. I had in my possession at one time dozens of baseball, hockey, and football cards that are worth big bucks now. In fact, I still have a Guy Lafleur rookie card from the 1971 Opeachy set. You know, in perfect or near-perfect condition, a guy can get about $12,000 for that card these days. However, the one I have is worth nothing. Oh, it's in good condition, except for the fact that for some reason, when I was seven years old, I thought Gee would look better with a mustache. So I put one on him with a black felt marker. I'm Rob Kearney.